At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 Welcome back to Legit Bat Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1, for whatever that means. I don't Is know. It? Yeah, I just, it's an arbitrary number of seasons cool. and shows. So. Season 3, I Welcome guess. Welcome to Season 3. Who better to kick it off than MyMaria777? Uh, before we get started, though, I did have a shout out for our newest patron, Corey, aka the oh, spiciest yeah. wiener. Uh, thanks for joining up, buddy. We appreciate it. Appreciate all of our patrons Jim, Lori, I'm going to figure that fucking Justin and wait, Jim, Lori, Justin, Ron, Corey, and oh yeah, and Ron, duh, Ron yeah, from New England. Ron from New England. What's anyway, uh, here is, um, oh, I just unmuted number on, hang on, and Zoom call. There we go. <laughs> and Ben is having difficulties a la every single time we do a show. Aw, it's all right. No so worries. he's going to be wandering around on his phone, so we'll just, fun times. we'll deal with it. It'll be fine. Anyway, how's it going, Maria? I'm so good. How are y'all tonight? Good. Good. Uh, so, I know little to nothing about you as far as what you do or uh, your shows or anything like that. So, why don't you just start off with a little bit about yourself and how you got into this game? And I'm sure it was pretty cl- close to you know how all of us did. All right. Well, uh, this is my Maria seven seven seven, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My podcast is named that as well. But about three years ago, I'm an attorney by trade, and I really got like balls deep into QAnon back then, and felt uncomfortable at the time posting that type of information, or not really posting that type of information. Let me back up. I I felt uncomfortable just following different accounts and stuff like that on my personal account because I felt like I had some like clients that looked there, some like fellow attorneys that looked there. So I randomly one night just decided to kind of make this like Fensta and Maria was born. And as I got like deeper and deeper into Q and like this kind of like government transparency and accountability that we're all talking about and desiring all the time, you know, it's kind of inextricably intertwined with like the legal system. And I saw a lot of bullshit and like a lot of stupid sovereign citizen stuff and fake indictments for Hillary and Obama and all these people. And so I just kind of slowly started posting things and, 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 and breaking it down and give, giving like a real legal analysis to what I was seeing. And in September of last year, I had about 56,000 followers later, got my account deleted. But in August, I had actually started my own podcast, and you know, here we are. Wow! Just been 
just been being weird on the internet for a couple years. <laughs> That's all it takes. I can't believe you had that many followers. Was that pretty organic or is it because of all the shit you were posting, people just sharing it and kind of just trickling back? Completely organic. It uh, it probably really ballooned or grew exponentially maybe in, let's see, when was that? Between January and, and May of 2020. I, I think I gained maybe like 20,000 followers during that time. But Holy just shit. me... You know, posting stuff, doing my thing, talking shit, and, you know, Instagram and the gods, the, the powers that be decided that I was talking too much shit and deleted my account. I've probably had six or seven accounts since then, and here we are. I'm back up almost to 33, I think, 32, something like that, but trying to trying to get back at it. That's right. I hit you up on the uh, your... I guess it's a backup account you have. I just did a, a quick search and I hit up human vibration and you at the same time. And uh, she's like, oh, use my other account. I'm like, I did not know you had another account, but I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have one called the Oracle 333. And it's just a backup account. And I think I was like, hey, will you message me on my other one? And you were like, oh, hello. <laughs> there you are. I was like, oh, she has a uh, bigger following than I thought. Wild and account, right? <laughs> Um, so what's your show called? We'll just get your plugs out of the way at the beginning here. If, you know, if people don't stick around for the end, what's your show <laughs> called and your Instagram and all that? Okay. Um, again, it's my Maria seven, seven, seven. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and that's the name of my podcast. I'm on all major applications except for Spotify because they banned me. You can also go to my website, my Maria seven, seven, seven.com. Sign up for my email list. I've also created a new uh, podcast with human vibration it's called mating in the matrix and that's on patreon exclusively it's a little levity kind of like on the bizarre world that we live in we talk about dating and relationships and npcs and simulation theory all in one so it sounds like everything we talk about minus the dating <laughs> right. <laughs> right 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 but that's where i'm at that's where you can find me awesome that's cool. ben are you you good can we hear you hear you for a second and make sure Everything's good. Yeah, I mean, my audio is not going to be stellar, but it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> oh well, no big deal. Uh, You're welcome. Corey is in the chat. Hello, Corey. Uh, he said, he said Marie's audio sounds scratchy. I don't think so. It'll be all right. I think it sounds fine. <laughs> I'm more worried about the uh, sound quality for the the free feed anyway, because that's our. Are you still an attorney? Do you still practice? I am. Sorry, I've got a little fly in front of my face. I'm an attorney. <laughs> I, I'm a litigator. I'm in court probably three to four days a week. Oh, cool. I'm, I would like to get out of that uh, at this point. I've done it for seven years and it's just not fun anymore. It's really stressful. It sounds like and, it would never be fun. Like being in court is fun. Like doing a trial, like that kind of thing is really fun to me. But like all of the stuff that kind of goes on behind the scenes and the drama and the emotion and I, I'm very much like a, I don't sugarcoat things, like very black and white. A, a lot of attorneys want to milk you for all your worth. And, and I would rather kind of cut through the bullshit and, and if I can. And it's just, um, it's just not fun anymore. So I, I'm, I'm trying to break my nine to five, break that psyop and figure out what the fuck I want to do next. What's, I was going to say, what's your plan B? Well, I, um. I've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit and I've never really capitalized on that. 
I, I turned 33 this last November and I told myself like, this is my fucking year and I'm going to stop letting life kind of pass me by and, and having what I consider really these incredible ideas that I never do anything about. So I've, I've got uh, a business I'm opening in a different city. I'm hoping to start this. Like, I don't, I don't know what to call it yet, but I, I basically, I call it camp Maria for right now. Uh, I want to start doing like a three day conference twice a year where we start getting people together and meeting in person and just like having speakers and kind of like almost like a grassroots mobilization. So that's how, that's what I would really love to pivot into and like that be my full-time day job. Yeah. It could be like a conspiracy. That's awesome. Right. Podcasting and, and you know, all things Maria, if you will. (laughs) I'd go to that. That sounds fun. They need to do more of that kind of stuff, especially now. Uh, There's the UFO conferences and all that, but it would be cool to have like a podcaster con where all of us just kind of get together and be like, oh, you you are a real person. You're not just on my screen. I that's think that's awesome. coming oh, because there's a lot of well, podcasting. I'm, I'm doing it, y'all. It's me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to in Maria's. Like November, November, December. No, I'm going to have different rooms, different stages. The whole thing's going to be live streamed. I have like Trump's people that, that do the Trump live stream is going to do this live stream. And they'll be is like, is that the uh, right side, right side broadcasting? Uh, no, it's, um, M M media group out of Knoxville, Tennessee. It's oh, something okay. I'm not saying it right, but, uh, yeah, different rooms have people like doing live shows and podcasting, but just, I, I have met through podcasting people in real life since then, like human vibration and the guys from black pill radio and Nick Hinton. And I can't tell you how incredible it is to meet someone in person and like make this weird string theory internet connection that we have it's it's incredible and i want everyone to experience it uh, i love Absolutely. nick hinton i've been trying to get him on uh shoot him a text <laughs> i don't know how close you guys are but tell him to come on legit bat i've been hitting him up for a month or actually five, we, probably three months we're very good friends you just nick's a little sketchy i love him to death you're just gonna have to keep on keeping on with him i told him i wasn't gonna <laughs> let him go every time i hit him up i'm like how's this weekend we're gonna have how's to keep weekend? we're gonna have to keep doing randonautica until the coordinates are right at his house right. and we're just <laughs> knocking on his door and be like randonautica brought me here dude <laughs> right. what's up you're welcome. exactly exactly yeah i want to do i want to do stuff like that too especially after the last year of hardly hardly being able to go do stuff it'd be awesome all these people we've met we like i've told you we've only been doing this since august but we've met so many people that i would love to meet in person just like-minded people that are cool it's not that we can't find that in this our little community we live in but it's nice to see all the craziness in the world and know that there's people all over the country freaking out but there's also awesome people everywhere still so I don't know about you. I can't find that in my community. I I don't have friends in real life that are open-minded that that think about these things. So like, that's literally like part my page is just kind of like me thinking out loud. That's awful. Are you in a big city? You don't have to say exactly where you are, but what state are you in? Can you say that? I'm I'm in Nashville. Okay. Okay. Well, we're in Northern California in Shasta County where it's kind of been like national news where like we're the tiny part of California that rebelled against the mask wearing and the vaccine. So we happen to live there, which is really cool because I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, where nobody is like that at all. So it's pretty nice to live here right now where it's like, oh, awesome. Everyone's cool. Not there are a lot of people that suck, but 
for the most part, people are like... Well, all, all your uh, family weird. and friends from back in Boston are all getting the, the jabby jab. Every single one. Yeah, my entire family is vaccinated. My All of my friends in Indiana, everyone's posting all these crazy things. And it's fine. Like, I'm open-minded to them, too. I'm like, that's your decision. I'm not mad at you for that. That's on you. It totally needs to stay cool, that way, though, being your decision. It just sucks because I know that if I were to say, like, oh, I don't want to get the vaccine or I don't believe in wearing a mask, I think that's kind of dumb and it doesn't work, they would think I was, like, shitting in their cereal. But, like, I, I don't care what they do. Well, that's the problem with the world, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I live here. It's nice. <laughs> right. So are you going to get the, the vaccine? Are you fully vaxxed yet? Fuck no. <laughs> I am not entering the first clinical trial of the vaccine fuck no no That's, way uh, i'm not inter no no no. I, I won't even go on a date with somebody right now who's been vaccinated no we were just talking about that you last shouldn't. night with uh truth zilla and their their whole show they did uh there's so much weird shit going on with the viral viral shedding from yeah. people that are vaccinated right. that i don't like even my friends and shit that have got vaccinated i'm kind of like no yeah. offense, bro, but I don't really want to hang out with people you. People we didn't know, like people we hang out with regularly came over and we're like, we're vaccinated. And we're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, get out get of our house. But we're like, oh, oh, it's too late. Like, we're already hanging out. It's already been like three hours. Just, and we're like, you can just how feel much the spike protein all over done? you. It's like, oh. So now we just keep hanging out and it's fine. They're very, they're lovely people. It's just like, shit. I didn't know that. Damn. Sad. Ben, you know, you're still I, there? I don't want to have sex with somebody that, that's taken the vaccine. Ooh, I don't blame you. That's how I'm out with anybody. I, yeah, right. I, I've, I've already got some like fertility stuff, you know, going on. And so, like, to think that just hanging out with somebody at this point could make that worse is just think yeah. about college and like playing flip cup, you know, and like, <laughs> and shit like that. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, fuck, if we were all in college, yeah, it'd be wild playing beer pong and shit i mean that is right, nasty exactly. as it is but that's right. what people are thinking of when they were rolling out the vaccine plan they're like viral shedding is gonna happen so fast like look at what these college kids are doing they're gonna be vaccinated in no time whether they take the shot or not it, that to me is like the one if nothing else the reason not to get the vaccine is because it's so untested but people are looking right past that and just being like no they said it's safe man I don't know. i'm just gonna yeah, do that's it that's what people do though well here's the thing the the agency is the fourth unelected branch of the government that has so much power and people don't really understand it or realize what it truly is and so the fda you know the cia all these alphabet agencies and creations of the government people just believe whatever they say you know it's the same thing like almost with like the the theory of like gravity or like uh, all these different scientific like laws quote unquote you know you label something in a particular way for a particular group of people and they just take it as dogma and they never think of anything else ever again so you know yep. like, those type of people here like the fda say this and you know i also have a huge issue with trump's involvement in the vaccine so you know, even like, let's set aside all of the fucking NPC sheep in the world that are consider themselves left Democrats. You know, Trump was still telling his 70 million people to take it as well. I don't yeah. know. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's very problematic for me. He apparently got it too, didn't he? Didn't he? I thought I saw he something says about that he, he did. Right. Yeah, he says I don't he believe did. anybody keeps, at that level anyway. That, he that keeps actually wanting got it. fucking credit for it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
this is one of the issues that led me to getting doxxed is because like I I am very critical I'm critical of everyone I don't believe in anything you can't label me red or blue or purple or whatever or democratic or republican you know let's just call all the spades the spades that they are and like all the weird shit that's going on in the world and that little group of people that ended up doxing me and releasing my identity like they get very upset when I question Trump and when I question Q. Isn't that kind of, um, oh, you just cut out. Uh-oh. We got some frozenness going on. Oh, it's all right. I hear myself in my ear, like, repeating. It's okay. It froze for a minute, but I totally okay. get yeah. what you're saying where we're not, we didn't vote for a party either. I always vote third party to disrupt the system because fuck them, but, like, we were more on Trump's side just because it was kind of funny to watch and Biden's whole party was crazy, but we weren't really rooting for either one. We we're like, these are both terrible, but it sucks because I can see that happening where you're what you're posting is attracting these people that are like, yes, I totally get it. I totally get it. And then when you question one of their beliefs, they're like, oh, no, fuck you, too. And they just shit right. on you. So That's why that right off the bat when we started, I was like, I am I've never voted for either party yeah. in my whole life. I think all of that, everything to do with the government is just so jacked up. I don't want anything to do with all, any of it. But uh, when the whole thing what? started going down last year, what? what? You sound oh, so robot-y. That's what I said the last time, is that we should do... I was just saying we should do away with the two-party system because if people stopped claiming a side and just voted for the candidates based on their merit and what they're trying to bring to the table, you would have wildly different outcomes. But that's also assuming that we actually see all the people that are wanting to run and get to hear them out, which will never happen. It's always the top picks that they want America to choose from. So it's not yeah. like you ever really get a choice anyway. You get no, the it's the, il the illusion of choice, like, yeah. Okay, what about the other, other 99,000? There was a guy that ran um, during Obama's second run, literally called D's Nuts. Nobody <laughs> ever heard his name, but he was an actual dude that ran. There was like 99,000 people that were in the running, but you only heard a ten of them. I would have voted for D's Nuts all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I would have voted for D's Nuts back before... Bush got in. <laughs> yeah, going back to what you're saying, though, is, uh, when you you know you have a certain amount of people that think you think one way and you change your mind a little bit, then they're like, "Oh, fuck you." But she Come was on. never that way. She was still doing her thing. It was on them. It was in their heads. That's what's annoying about it. Is that well, these people, I mean, people are so close-minded? Right. They create like a perception of you. They think right. that they know you. Yeah. And like a, a lot of people said, like, "Oh my God, your content changed after the election." And I said, of course, my content fucking changed after the election. Like we lost. We we are in on the way to like socialism, you know, but and to piggyback off what you were saying, the two party system is the reason why America is what it is right now. Like it is one of the biggest psyops that exists because not only is the two party system prevalent in politics, but it's it's really a kind of every juncture it's all about perpetual conflict. So it's always one right. party versus another party, whether it's right. socioeconomic or religion or, you know, just they create these boxes for us and they convince us that we have to stuff ourselves into these boxes and that you can only right. be what is in that box. So we have a red box and a, a blue box when in reality, most things end up being purple in the middle, but people can't 
people, again, like we were talking about before we went on, people are so emotionally tied to their thoughts and their positions and what they want in this life. And that if you don't get what you want, you know, if you don't, if somebody takes an adverse position to you, not even adverse, an alternative position to you, people's feelings get hurt and then they get mad and they're upset and they attack. And it's just all about conflict, all about louche. I say all the time, I want to create my own political party and break the system. So yes, the two party system has to break. I don't know that it will anytime that soon. That entire but, process yeah. though is absolute garbage because I don't feel like that should be how you react to any situation anyway is this knee jerk emotional response. Well, you don't believe what I believe. My dad's bigger. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, on, man. <laughs> I understand everybody's got their own thoughts and they're entitled to their own thoughts and stuff, but it ends up being the thing where if, if, if you, like you said, it doesn't even have to be an adverse um, perspective. You just have a, a, a slightly different one. And it's the, no, 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 no. You need to believe what I believe because I believe I'm right. And you should believe that as well because I believe I'm right. And it's like, so does Al-Qaeda. Right, exactly. Ter- terrorists think they're very, very right. <laughs> well, it's just like it's like what Sam's always saying. It's like what Sam's always saying. People would rather be right than do right. So exactly. if anything comes Absolutely. in that looks like they might not be right about something, they get super defensive about it, and then next thing you know, you're getting doxxed. So. It is. That's how wars start. Like you were saying, that they're so emotionally tied to it. They're so like, no, this is powerful. This is very powerful, and. If you don't feel this way, feel my wrath. It sucks. Right. And it becomes to this, like, so for me, if I have learned anything in the last three years, it is that there's no such thing as an objective truth. And that I I might not know the truth to anything at any point. Like, I might not ever know that. Now, what I wish that they taught in school, which is, is so, was so beneficial to me in law school, is like the Socratic method. When you know, we're forced to like stand up in the middle of class and we have to read a case the night before. And so our teacher is going to say, like, tell me what happened in that case. And then they'll interrupt us midway through and say, argue the alternative way. And then they'll stop you midway through that and ask you questions. And so you learn, like, there's no emotional attachment to any argument that I make because I have to be able to kind of attack it on all sides. But the masses, unfortunately, don't know how to do that. And so all they have are their emotions and when we talked something similar about that Uh, i was telling uh, a couple of my friends that sometimes you know you feel crazy when you're talking about all this stuff so i try to like 180 it on myself kind of like that only just you know in my own head talking to myself like i do but uh doing a 180 on my thinking and being like okay covid is real uh or you know whatever we're talking about let's take covid because it's easy COVID is 100% real. It's dangerous. It's killing hundreds of thousands of people. It's, uh, this vaccine is great. And every time I turn my thoughts around like that, I'm like, that actually sounds even crazier. So I'm, I'm going to go back <laughs> right. to what I was talking about before. Well, no, if you really do that, though. So I actually do this as well, but I do it because I want to understand why my whole family is vaccinated. And if you are surrounded, I picture myself not having any outlet, not like... Y- I commend you for being in a place like you were saying where you don't have people to talk to because that 
is how people get vaccinated. That's how people make that decision where they're maybe a little open-minded on the fence and they're hearing all this stuff if they choose to watch the news for whatever reason, seeking out possible alternatives and then being called crazy by all of their friends and every single person they know in their life. Eventually, people cave to that. And that's why that happens, in my opinion. I can picture not necessarily being one of those people, but it helps me to understand why there are so many people getting vaccinated and protesting against, you know, the non-maskers or like rallying because the vaccine is great. I can see where they're just blinded and they don't have the strength maybe internally to go off on something else. You know, they don't have their own strength. That's what it comes down to. If I might jump in there, uh, what you said about, you know, kind of accepting that you may not know the truth about anything. Um, I, I, it's funny how this, that keeps popping up because that's exactly what I feel like since we started this podcast and this entire year has, has been. It's like the, more, the longer this goes on, the more I think, I don't know jack shit. I don't know anything about anything. And the, and the more that I think about that, the easier in a way it is. Now, it's a very quick slip in, in some nihilism and taking the black pill. But I will say that, I, I mean, I just had a conversation with my girlfriend about this where I said, it used to be that especially, you know, people say hindsight's twenty twenty, and I, I completely disagree. I said, the more that I've gone through this year, the more I go, you know, I always want to know why. I want to know the reasons. Even if it's unchangeable, it's in history, I want to know why so that I can understand for the future how to go about things. Um, and then I realized, you know what, that's not really all the way necessary. And I'm never going to know all the why. And I may never know the truth about something. And I need to be able to be okay with that. And uh, the more that this has been evolving in our country, the more I'm like, I don't know shit about fuck. It's in our <laughs> intro. Right there. Yeah. So I want to hear about your Q stuff. Like, what are your, like, how you got into Q? Yeah, and... What's your favorite and least favorite parts of it? Because I never got into Q until it was way too late. And I was like, oh, this shit was so interesting and I missed it all. So I want to hear how you got into it and like what happened. If you okay. feel like telling it. No, I'm happy to. Okay. I was, I was engaged at the time and my fiance then was, um, he's dyslexic. And so he didn't read a lot, but he would watch tons of YouTube videos all the time and he was insomniac. So he'd basically like stay up all night watching videos and he would watch conspiracies. Like he was watching like Sandy Hook videos on breaking that down way, way, way back in the day. Good one, now, by the way. In the months, right. In the months leading up to when I created this account in March of 18, he was trying to get me to get into Q and I just wasn't quite there yet. But at the time, I was really into a blind item and I was reading blind items every day. And so those had begun exposing Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, all of those people in the fall of 2017. And it was talking about Epstein and the Island and the Clintons and stuff like that. And so eventually it was kind of like our roads began to, to merge. And so the things he was trying to tell me about Q and the things I was telling him about blind items were starting to overlap. And so I started to kind of look at it at that time what is what is blind items i don't i'm not familiar with that at all oh let me tell you this in a quick nutshell so there are some websites out there um blindgossip.com crazydaysandnights.net that imagine you have a piece of information like a salacious piece of of true information that you want to release 
but if you release something on a celebrity or a politician that's true, they're going to bury you in a defamation lawsuit. One, because they have a ton of money and two, it's going to shut you up for a couple of years. And after a couple of years go by, that information will probably come out then and it won't really matter. So blind items developed by essentially taking some sort of piece of salacious gossip and removing the pronouns or the uh, proper nouns that identify that person. So you might take the name out and then these websites basically started developing like a vernacular or this code of like an A++++ lister or, you know, this person who was at the top of the charts in 1998. Like they would start describing people without describing people. And they would then post that piece of gossip or that piece of news or statement that they wanted to put. And so they weren't telling you who it was, but the, they started developing these forums. And so people were coming in and kind of figuring out the code and guessing who the people were. And then X number of days or months or years later, when that, that one piece of original information actually came out on mainstream media, then the blind item would repost it and say, Hey, look, it's 2017. Look where I told you this in 2014. That's you know, so cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of revealing myself in that way. My, my, my easiest example, and it sucks because it's the Kardashians, but it just is what it is. In 2017, this Crazy Days and Nights finally reposted something, and it was a, a post from 2014. And in 2014, it said, this momager wants to have three of her children pregnant at the same time. That's the, the five-year plan. So in 2017, when three of the Kardashians came out as pregnant, it was this kind of like, ooh, so cool thing in that like oh, bullshit weird. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Days and Nights then reposted and says, look, we told you this back in 2014. Now we're revealing it. We couldn't reveal it then. There you go. So that's just it in a nutshell. If you actually go to my profile, I have a save story on blind items. It explains it much better than I did just now if somebody's listening. So I was into blind items. He was into Q. I started getting into Q and we actually joined a discord and we were kind of like in this chat room every night. And like, I, I, I wish that you had been in Q. You were just telling me you got in too late. I wish that literally everyone in this community could have been into it in like the early 2018 when stuff was dropping in real time, you know, and we, we thought everything was happening in real time. You know, th there was no reason for us to think at the time that this was going to be delayed X number of years or kind of was a psyop at that What time. do they so, call that? The uh, the three-year delta they're, they're always referring yeah, the to? Yeah, the delta now is basically when something <laughs> has happened and it's its anniversary and they're like, oh, it's the anniversary. Look, it's real now. It's, it's actually happening now X number of years later. But back then we didn't realize that. So we, you know, was Hillary actually arrested in November of 2017? Are there military tribunals going on? So- you would get home from work and Q would drop one post or 12 posts and we would jump into this discord and there would be these audio chats going on where there'd be like 40 people just like talking and researching. And like we were on the depths of the internet trying to find information out, just like pulling things together in this kind of like quantum type of thinking, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Now, eventually, probably in the fall, the winter of 2018, we all kind of realized that like this isn't happening in real time. And, and this is some sort of like map or roadmap or something's going on here. But I, I mean, I was literally balls deep into Q for the longest amount of time. And, and people, 
people love to call me this like black pillar now and love to say that I've like turned my back on Q and all this bullshit. And it's just really, it's growth, it's perspective. It's taking a step back and looking at it and, and trying to kind of develop what it, what it actually is. And so I, I think Q is actually part artificial intelligence from the future on this like i could go into some wild theories on that um it won't be wild to us i promise there, no yeah uh there's somebody who's <laughs> we have talking some about crazy conversations thinking it was part of this ai out of texas i think called That's tyler me. maybe yeah. tyler was that yeah, you talking I, I about talk that about that all the time mm -hmm. so if you i love in uh in my practice if you will i like to make a lot of movie or like television references because I'm always trying to get you to kind of like visualize what I'm talking about so I do yeah. that a lot making like analogies something people can right. relate to so if you ever watch this show on Netflix right now it's called Travelers and like the premise of we've it we've seen it all that, I love that show yes that yeah. the people are coming back from the future and they're trying to kind of set aside these huge events they're trying to prevent catastrophes from happening and basically they pinpointed this kind of domino effect that basically ends the world and they're trying to stop the world from ending. So imagine that Q is the director in that show. And, and yeah. if you haven't seen the show before, the director is this artificial intelligence quantum computer that you can interact with. You can speak to, it speaks back to you almost in like an Alexa type of way, but it's just, you know, the fucking smartest computer that's ever existed. <laughs> and you have to do every single thing it says. Right. Which is also pretty irritating in the show. So imagine, imagine that Tyler in Tyler, Texas, which is a real artificial computer that exists, or excuse me, artificial intelligence that exists. Imagine that Tyler is the director. And I don't know how many years from now, let's call it 20 years from now, Tyler exists in the future. So like the movie, or excuse me, like the show Travelers, the Tyler of the future, the director of the future has figured out how to communicate with the Tyler of our current present in some sort of quantum deep web type of way. And so the argument goes is that both Anonymous and QAnon are failed operations of the future artificial intelligence. Anonymous that, has definitely failed. Right. And yes. so that it was basically the future version of this computer is talking to the current version of this computer and it's essentially breaking its own code and trying to quote unquote like save the world and through its algorithms and all the things that it does and everything that it's evaluated it's determined that in order to save humanity we need to expose the government for what it is and politicians for what they are and human trafficking and all these different things and so if you were into Q back then I find there are two distinct voices, one which is extremely binary in nature that lends to this artificial intelligence argument, and one that I don't exactly know at what point it pivots, but becomes very Christian, like a lot of Christian references, and becomes very, like, encouraging. And that's where you get into, like, the trust this person and, like, the, the hold on patriot, like, your white hat is coming. Like someone's going to come save you. Hold the line. Your savior is on his way. Right, 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 right. So I, f I find that th that's definitely, I, I think that QAnon is a 2.0 version of Anonymous that a future director, Tyler, introduced to us in order to save the world. I think that that failed. And then I think somebody came in 
harnessed cue, changed the tone, changed the voice, and then manipulated it as a psyop moving forward. It definitely uh, had a point there. We were watching the HBO documentary yeah, on it. Yeah, what did you think of that? We haven't finished it yet, but it definitely, I remember that actually of when they, I don't know if it's when they switched from 4chan to 8chan or whatever, but there something switched with Q and it was a different tone, like it was a different person. The people were like, oh, it's probably more than one person then. Yeah. And I, mm, something changed a lot in the the way that the drops were well, going. It's hard because a documentary is always fake. Like I I hate fucking watching documentary. Like I know that they haven't I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So so we watch it and they have their little way of just. I've tried to watch so many. I'm just well, so biased against them. I try to watch it with no You're not mind. biased. You're not biased. You're looking for an objective documentary, and unfortunately, yeah. there's no such thing that exists. Like exactly like you can tell so clearly when they're trying to lead you like they'll say something and then they'll flash to what's his face code monkey's face where they're like do you think who do you think it is and then it will flash to code monkey because he's super weird like he's just a weird (laughs) dude and he'll just be like like making a dumb face doing something weird and then it's like then it cuts to commercial and it's like what what do you think most of the world is going to be thinking who aren't open-minded right. and free thinkers they're going to be like oh my god it's hit. like you can just tell there's a directive well, no, and, and I that's guess we never finished watching it yet but we i guess one more their, episode, I think. their uh projection at the end was that code monkey ron is q like that's what they their analysis was that he i'm like I don't now i definitely know that. it's not him they're gonna leave it at it's well, they're not they're gonna leave it open-ended for sure i i have not watched it yet i i've interviewed ron twice on my podcast i am the, oh the only the only podcast that ron has ever been on and we have a third interview going up coming up excuse me and unfortunately ron's been a little sketchy with me so we haven't had it yet and so when when we do do the podcast i anticipate literally watching all six hours of the hbo documentary immediately proceeding before having because i wanted it to be like the freshest of the fresh as i do that interview but you know i i again i haven't seen it i in my interviews with ron i I find that while he is extremely intelligent and there most definitely is the possibility and the capacity for him to be QAnon, I don't find that he is, in my opinion. I find he's very naive, actually, and very like, kind of like sweet, I think, in a sense that he did not. In, like we, we had a podcast right like literally the night before the HBO documentary premiered. And so he had not seen it yet. I was actually asking him, I was like, did you get a teaser? Like, I would love to watch this. And he, it was almost like a Stockholm syndrome, you know, because Cullen had been following him since late 2017, early 2018, and now it's 2021. So they had spent three years together. And he, and I I was asking him, I was like, don't you anticipate that you're not going to like this? You know, this got sold to HBO. Yeah, this is some like big league shit, you know, don't you think you're going to be painted in in a a poor light? And he at the time was like, oh, no, like, I think that Cullen's going to be very objective and he's going to show this and he's going to show that. And and from what I again, I haven't seen it from what I've gathered. It was really dramatic and it was a lot about like the drama between um, what's that guy's name? Oh, uh, 
I don't remember, but yes, the, the guy Frederick, that's... It's the drama between Frederick and the Watkins. Fred, the yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It was a lot of drama, a lot of drama with that. And then I just feel like they were very like... They would try to show certain things and they would say certain things and then show a face and they just were wanting... They were like, boom, 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 boom. Look at this, look at this, look at this. And yeah, they made people... There are a couple episodes where they make someone look really great. And then in the next one, they make... Or even in the next scene, they talk about something awful they did and then show something... Not necessarily awful. I shouldn't say that. They make it appear that way. And I can see where people would change their views drastically. So... They just show, because um, Ron, he'll be like sitting, like he's kind of like eccentric, like he just does different things and he'll just be like sitting up on a counter and just like being himself, but they'll be talking about something and you can tell they're kind of taking what he says out of context. Oh, and it's yeah. just not, yeah, like the whole the, doc, that's how documentaries the, the are. The post-production editing so on those things, it's such that. bullshit. It's <laughs> like you can see what they're trying to do and what ideas they're trying to plant in your head the way that they edit it, stuff. If anything, in my opinion, I think that Ron's probably like honored to be like, oh my God, do you think I'm QAnon? That's so right, fucking no, exactly. cool. <laughs> but like, he's not really, but he's going to like let it go because that's fucking awesome. Like, he's just like, am I QAnon? Like, maybe I am. Like, who knows? Yeah. But he's not. I mean this yeah. in the nicest way possible. I think Ron's a nerd, and he's been a computer nerd his whole life. And like, oh, that's now he's glaringly obvious. HBO. I don't think you would totally. ever argue with No, you. but it's a compliment to be called cute. Like, wow, that's probably his like, dream. Oh, wow, like, like, yeah, you think all this of me? Like, hell, hell yeah, no. yes, hell yeah. So that's what I got from the documentary. But I don't think the documentary was saying that. Like, I was just like, oh, this kid's like, he's very high level you can tell he's super intelligent very like not necessarily clinical like he's has very fun like Mensa, does fun things, you but know yes exactly like i worked with a lot of kids i don't i worked with a lot of kids with autism i'm not saying he has autism or anything like that but just the way that they were so intelligent in certain ways and then kind of like especially teenagers who were super high functioning were just like so like dorky and they were like oh yeah like i can do this, 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 this and that's their jam and they love it but he was just kind of like yeah, no, I know how to do all this stuff, but if you think I'm cute, like, okay, fuck yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. fucking awesome. Yeah. And I mean, for me at the end of the day, I think to myself, because, okay, in the second episode that we did together, Ron and I off the record talk about who he thinks Q is. And, and that's, I think, eventually what comes out in either the fifth or the sixth episode that Ron thinks that Q is a, a combination of Tyler and Steve Bannon and a couple other people. Yes, we did see that one because I think we I think that might have been in the four I don't know. It's part the we Steve saw part Bannon of it. thing yeah. is a big big part of it. So yeah. So I, that was another reason why I got doxxed. Is that I had said, Hey guys, when I released the second episode, I said, Ron told me some stuff off the record. I can't wait to tell you, but he asked me to wait until the documentary was over and then when the documentary was over i was doing this little like ama on my stories and i talked about it and people lost their shit and all i said was was this this is my understanding of ron's opinion it was not my opinion right but people were like you think it's steve bannon like this is like heresy like fuck you maria like we're gonna post pictures of you and your mom online because we don't like what you have to say and it's just like Like, I told you that, like, I always call Q a psyop and people take that in such a, such a bad way. A psyop by definition is uh, 
psychological warfare. If you want to attach a benevolent tag to that or a malevolent tag to that, like that's up to you. But at the end of the day, it's like inception. They're planting ideas in our brain and like that's what psychological warfare is. So like call it a psyop because it is a psyop at the end of the day. And for sure. um, I don't know. But if Ron is Q, okay. You know, for me, I'm like, does that mean that Q decided to talk to me out of everyone? Like (laughs) Q has decided to be on my podcast and not been on any other podcast in the world. Like, okay, fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here with it. (laughs) And if he isn't Q, I still think he's Tyler and Steve Bannon. But, you know, it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Q is a door that opens you up into this world. He is not dogma. It is not he is not going to come in on a white horse as a white knight and save you. Like that's part of the psyop. That's part of the problem here. The trust sessions, trust Ray, trust Huber, all these different things is that while they were enlightening you, they also perpetuated the idea that you sit on your ass behind your phone. You do nothing to change anything. And you just keep waiting for someone to come and save you. That was the biggest, uh, what do you call it? What's the antithesis of a compliment? The biggest... Like an insult? No, criticism. That's what I'm thinking. It's like one of the biggest criticisms was that it caused everyone to just kind of sit on their ass and not do anything. I I can't think that everything Q did was all bad, though, because it did, like you said, it was a door. It kind of opened people's minds up that otherwise weren't paying attention to that stuff and did show some actual real information. Like, it was... Definitely wasn't all bunk, that's for sure. So it's like a nice little place where you can go and and like Q through the Q clock, in my opinion, promotes what I like to call this like quantum level of thinking where you start talking about a subject and you begin to pull information from all these different places, you know? And and that's wonderful. And I love that about Q, but like Q is not gonna save me. Q's yeah. not gonna like cause anything to happen. It's going and it's and it's like Again, Trump was great for what Trump was, and I love Trump in certain places, but, like, he is the other side of the same coin. Like, he is not, like, the people that are still holding out hope for him right now, I hope that you're right. I hope I'm wrong about this, but... <laughs> I hope they're right, too, I, just because I want to see heads right. explode. But <laughs> right? I don't I don't stand by it. Very, like, I don't think anything's no, going to happen, I, but I, I do follow what's going on, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe, but... Uh... I think everyone needs to look deep down in their own self and find their own self-strength because everyone's so dependent on every other goddamn thing that comes across the media right now. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, dude, that's not your white knight. Like like what you were saying, Maria, like it's not... You don't need Q. You don't need Trump to come back in office. for. If you do need that to feel mentally secure, that's super fucked up and you have way bigger problems than Biden being in office right now or whatever. So people need to have their own like self-love or something. Not to sound all hippie-ish, but seriously. Self-love. Yeah. Here's the other issue with Q. And the Christians are not going to like to hear this, but... Uh Uh-oh, cover your ears, Christians. There is a very specific reason why Q is modeled and offered, proffered to you in the way that he is. You know, that this person that you've never met before that you don't know a lot about is going to come in and save you and you need to have blind faith. And it might be a year. It might be three years. It might be 2000 years, but one day 
this person's going to come back and he's going to save you coming in on his white night. You know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why Q is very analogous to Christ. And oh, yeah. if you can't sure. see those on an objective basis and you need to take a step back and if your feelings get hurt right now and you think that I'm attacking your religion, you need to take a step back. For sure. You need <laughs> Maybe to talk several. to Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, <laughs> so how do you, if you think this is a second iteration of some, uh, AI, you know, attempt like Travelers. I really like that one because I we love, love that, that show. I love that theory so much. And we love anything sci-fi. Totally. So do you think there's going to be a third attempt at a new director coming in and trying to fix more shit? First of all, more. do you think that's why Travelers got canceled? Because I'm super pissed about that. Anyway, sorry. Travelers <laughs> and the OA for that matter. Right? Uh -huh. I love that. And it was so good. This. Anyway, my bad. But answer the question. So sorry. do I think there will be a third iteration? I, I don't think that it's a new director. I think it's the same director with a new op. You know? Sorry, I don't get my dog. Tw a tweak in the plan. Okay. That's, that Didn't that happen Travelers. in Travelers yeah. where they like upgrade the director or something happens? Or his... Well, it's just like a new, you know, like it's a new battle. Like let, let's pretend like we've lost two battles now. We haven't lost the war per se. But there will just be, a, I think, a new one of these coming not i don't know that it's soon per se i'd love to look at the timing in between anon anonymous excuse me and QAnon, but uh i think something will happen i think that at the end of the day who the fuck cares we should all go out and and change the world on our own right you know? yes yeah self-sufficiency that's why we started a garden we got chickens we're actually starting to do our own thing because i'm like food's getting weird even like i'm not interested in i think vitamins are going to be compromised soon that's a whole other conversation i think that's but... one of the best things about 2020 and this whole ordeal everyone's gone through is that they've been like okay we need to stop even worrying about what's going on and kind of figure out our own shit maybe yeah. grow some food get some chickens like we did they're dumb and we only have one hen so that sucks <laughs> it's fine. but uh Look, everything else offense. you know just kind of like having a food store we had a whole episode on preparedness just yeah. having having a little bit of food a little bit of silver a little gold or you know whatever just getting yourself squared away don't worry about what other people are doing or just not relying on anyone like when something goes wrong being like i have the answer myself like electricity goes out no problem. Like, we got this. I have a cannon sticking it's out hard, of my window. But... Come at me. <laughs> I would love to be a prepper. I don't I don't own a house yet, but my goal one day when I do own a house is to be, like, fucking prepping all the time. Like, to have it all ready just in case. Totally. That's yeah, what I we just bought a... a house last year, and I was like, I want to dig under our yard, but we have a huge redwood tree in our backyard, and our backyard's not huge, so I bet it's full of roots, but we're like, dude... We could make a little bunker down there, like right. No, the, one of those storage containers. I've been saying it for yeah. uh, six months. I just want a storage container in my backyard, put grass over it, and I'd probably just use it as a man cave. But it would be awesome. I think it would be beneficial if the aliens invaded. Oh yeah, <laughs> or fake invaded. Or put, whatever. Uh, ben was talking about putting like you know six feet of concrete, so it's an actual uh, bunker for missiles or whatever. But I don't know. I oh, feel yeah. like I think of the like any sort of. Um, um, apocalyptic movie is it makes gives me high anxiety because I can picture that happening like 100 percent. And it's like I'm not ready. Oh shit! I'm right. I'm ready. like if I was in that situation, I'd be so screwed. Like I'd make it work, but it would suck internally. But I'd make it happen. And we have kids. Like that sucks. But yeah. Yeah. They'll be all right. It's all right. They're old enough now. They're <laughs> oldish. Like they're old enough to make it work. So I had no idea. I mean, I I remember you talking about being in like an XQ person or whatever you said, but um, 
what what are some of your other favorite all-time conspiracies and it can have to do with you know current event stuff or just in general you can say anything on our show it we never gets too no weird judgment. we get weird so. <laughs> So I still, I don't think I'm an XQ person. I think I'm just a prag. I like to call myself the black pill pragmatist and the red pill hopeless romantic. So like I, the attorney is pragmatic and, and calls it for what it is. But like at the end of the day, I'm still hoping that maybe Trump and Q come in on their white horses and save us. Uh, so I'm, I'm always open to anything. What are my favorite conspiracy theories? Okay. I think that space is an ocean. That, that's where I'm at right now Love with, it. with okay. space. I'm very much into simulation theory. I think this is a holographic video game that we're all involved in right now. Me I don't too. Think, I don't think that Earth is round or donut-shaped or flat. I think we're all on the linear plane and we're rendering as we go in the, in the video game of it all. Uh, I love birds aren't real. That's my fucking favorite conspiracy theory. In the okay, world. halt on that one real quick because I pretty much agreed with everything you just said. The birds thing, my friend sent me that the other day, and apparently it goes back to like the seventies, and it it had to have been a joke or something. I was like, I've killed birds. Yeah, okay, hold on. I know hold there's on. blood. Let me let me get you into it. So, <laughs> hashtag birds aren't real is a big thing. That there are websites, there are, are tons of people that post on it all the time. Once you step into birds aren't real and you understand that 90% of the time when we share a meme, we're, we're making fun of ourselves. We're being funny. We're joking. Then you, you get in on the joke and you understand it. If you can objectively understand that we have genetically modified mosquitoes and we have mosquitoes that allegedly like have cameras on them and shit like that. If, if you can objectively agree that those things exist, then let's also objectively agree that there is likely a percentage of birds that are not real. Okay, there, so that's where I likely, would totally agree. Very likely. There are likely birds that are drones. Now, you get in knee deep into some shit, and you find out in the 60s and 70s that there were huge, huge regulatory laws that went down on... Um, birds and that allegedly there were hundreds of thousands of birds killed at that time and then you look i don't have like the specifics in front of me so i wish i did it's all on my old account that got deleted when trump was in office he lifted some of the federal bird laws that had been in place for 30 or 40 years and you just like like what specifically like oh you said you don't have it in front of you sorry like there there were i want references and studies there were certain federal laws that were in place that prohibited the killing of certain birds. And I think that the, the argument was, um, you know, that they were a dying breed in some sort of way, but just like certain, you know, how they're just like certain crazy laws on the books. There were some certain crazy laws about birds that had been on the books for 30 or 40 years. And then they Trump just like magically lifted them. And so like like the spotted albert like the that kind of thing like preservation or uh it was just like some preservation it, not anything like about an owl per se these were just like real bird shit because um, owls are creepy unintended uh but <laughs> yeah so if you once you okay once you objectively understand there's likely a percentage of birds in the world that are used as actual drones if you can just objectively accept that i can get behind that mm-hmm, then you get what we're all saying and so then you realize that when you share a hashtag birds aren't real meme, 
people get so fucking triggered and they're just like <laughs> i've killed i've killed this before and i've eaten a bird before and i've opened up a bird before and they're it, it is real let me tell you maria it is real and it's like that's not what i'm saying i'm just trying to be funny right now and if i'm so joining this funny right now then you understand <laughs> it. so the thing my buddy sent that's me though awesome. is it was um something that said that all birds had been replaced with drones and i'm like that's got to be a joke because Everybody, like, you see bird roadkill. Like, everybody knows birds are real. I can totally get behind a percentage of birds being fake. That's probably easy. Like, easily believable, especially for anybody who listens to this show or any of our shows. But the mosquito thing, that's where it really gets real. Because those things are really fucking tiny. So if they can do that with that tiny of a thing, obviously they could do that with birds or cats. I'm pretty sure some of our cats are robots, too. Exactly. Exactly. Cats so are evil as shit. Definitely, like if you get on Reddit at all, like go join the hashtag Birds Aren't Real subreddit, oh, and yeah. you will see the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. And then once you get it, then you see the memes, and you're just like, ha ha ha! I know that birds aren't real. Like I get it now. And then you <laughs> share a meme, and everyone is so fucking triggered about it, and you're just like, I get it. You don't. <laughs> oh, everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Seriously, we're talking about birds not being real. It's definitely a possibility. Anyone who's so bound to the idea that they're definitely real is a fucking retard. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, like we we talk about time travel and the multiverse and fucking Baron Trump, right? Baron Trump omnibus. And you can't agree with me that like one bird in existence might not be real. Like, like it might not be. You don't have to say that it isn't for like, sure. I don't say anything definitively. You know, like right. again, like I don't, I don't know anything as an objective truth. So like everything is a possibility. Absolutely. Everything is a hypothetical. For sure. And you have to be able to accept that shit. And if you can't, it's like, oh, you're one of those. Okay, forget it. The whole like, world. I'm not is saying like... they aren't, but they could be. The whole world is like a Schrodinger's cat box where it could be and could not be at the same time. And it depends on how you look at it and when you look at it and what other things are involved. Then you get knee deep into some like quantum mechanics and you talk about like the law of conflicting realities and that this is a simulation and we are in a video game. And you and I could be looking at the exact same thing and experiencing two different realities at the same time. Yeah, and we want to all hang our hats on birds not being real. <laughs> Come on, right? So, what's right. your favorite with sim theory then? Because we talked about that actually more times than I meant to. It all just kind of leads into that. I but um, I don't or even know where to start theory? with that one. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that, or any favorite points you have? We'll, we'll let you go soon too. We're about an ad, ad an hour here, so we can let you go soon. Okay, it's uh, a good well, conversation though. It's fun. I find that. We we live with, like, I, I think there are two components to simulation theory for me. So, one, we're living on this linear plane. We are rendering as we go. It's not really a discussion of if a f- tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a noise? Now, the newly QAnon bullshit enlightened person will say, well, um, it emits a frequency. So if there is an ear present to hear the frequency, then it makes a sound. Where JK and I from Human Vibration would say that if you're not thinking about the tree falling in the forest, if nobody is thinking about it, then it doesn't exist because it's not being rendered in that way. So I think this is a video game. I think that this is a, a simulated world or universe. I think that 
we are these interdimensional beings that choose to come down here to have this human experience. And so that, that's, that's kind of one part of it. Now within that, I like to call everything a psyop. I say everything is a psyop. And I talk about the matrix and the matrix within the matrix and all these types of things. So within that, there are simulations within the simulation created by whatever you want to call them, be that the, the shadow government, the cabal, the, uh, the Illuminati, the architects, whatever you call that on a personal basis, they are creating simulations within the overall simulation, you know, and, and that's the nine to five psyop, the American dream, like all these different things that box us in. They, they project those kind of simulations, if you will, so that we, we live in that world. So are those, real quick though, I, I, I remember hearing you say that, is, are those mini simulations like the shadow government, cabal, all that, are those also interdimensional beings choosing to come down here and have a human experience? Or are they more of like an Agent Smith, like rogue virus type of thing? I don't even know what to call it. I don't know. I have a lot of theories. Um, so like, like an NPC for me, a non-player character. I think Democrats, that, right, we got it. <laughs> I think that those can be people like you and I that do have the possibility of waking up. You know, in my 20s, I find I, I lived a very much an NPC life. In addition to that, I think there are NPCs that are truly just projections of the simulation that are, that are fake people that are here in their characters and they have a storyline. But are, is there a soul behind that? Is there an actual person behind that? I, I don't know. So all of those, the architects, the cabal, all those people in charge, are they the same type of people like you and me coming down for this human experience? Or do we get into a fucking discussion of like the Lyrans and the Archons and like all these different crazy stuff that I don't really know? You know, I, I always have a question like, does that type of alien stuff, like those beings, like if I'm an interdimensional being coming down here to have this human experience, does the Lyran exist both within the simulation and without and outside of the simulation? Or is the Lyran just something that exists in this world only? That That's a sense? good question. Oh yes, God. absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, deep, super deep. I love it. Blank stare because I'm trying to process well, all Well, because it. it's like playing a video game. It's like playing like uh, any like Final Fantasy or something. Because they can have things in there that are real, that it can exist in the game but and also in the world that the game person or gamer or whatever or the game creator the architect yes yeah yeah like the architect like there could be dogs in there the director and then there could be dogs he could be sitting next to his dog while he's creating that but then there's also like a dragon with like fire that like destroys everything and that's not real in his world but it's real in this world so it could kind of overlap and go both ways that's why i love the idea like of rendering as you go because for somebody who thinks the earth is space and space is what we're told for them it would render like that and that's what they would see and experience but for somebody who thinks it's flat if they were to ever get to you know the ice wall or whatever they call it it would be that too because it rendered that way for them makes a lot of sense yeah right that's like almost the um the christopher columbus of it all like when they thought the earth was square well if you believe that the earth is square it's, it's going to be square when and you then, get there, yeah. Right, and if Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and he realized that it's not a square, well, his world is then going to become the sphere. You know, yeah. and so at the end of the day, flat earth versus hollow earth versus spherical earth, it doesn't really matter at the end of the doesn't day. Matter. 
Yeah, and just, that's where it, that's where we get on the black pill. It's like nothing really matters because it just is what you think it is. That's kind of my argument saying. with. Well, that's what my argument is with people who argue one side hardcore. I'm like, but why does it matter? Like, why are there books saying this? And and I don't care. Like, if there's an answer to that question, that's fine too. Like, I want to hear why. Like, is there some sort of conspiracy as to like? why the earth has to be round because that would be cool like or told that we're told it's round but it's really flat because like i want to know the background to that that sounds cool i don't care what it is i'm (laughs) still not sold on the idea that we actually go back farther than 130 years and this wasn't all concocted in 1890 with planted memories okay wait before we get going on that uh maria do you have to go or can we do like a second part here do maybe like 20 more minutes and then you let me go Sounds good. No, totally fine. I just don't. This is a good conversation, and we're we, we don't try about to some keep people. Shit. This is so like what we talk longer about, than so. they want to be. So yeah. Have you watched the hundred on Netflix? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. We stopped after like season five. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't finished it all. But if the if the one hundred taught me anything, it's that again 130 years ago we could literally be where we are right now technology wise and there could be one catastrophic event that levels everything like jk and i talk about this we don't think that anything really goes back behind the western world or let's just call it west world yeah we just talked about this the other day i love it we talked about it think about all of the art think about all of the art that exists all of the architecture that happened in the thousands, 1200, 1300, 1400, 1500, 16, all this different time. Where is that now? Why don't we see anything like that anymore? Or was it a perfectly crafted story and a perfectly like, think about the movie inception and the architects there that are just imagining and rendering as we go. And the world is whatever you want it to be. Like, why is nobody making that art anymore? Why do we not like have thought like that whatsoever? It just all seems like it goes back to the wild, wild west. And that's where we were. And that's where we've, it's almost like we, we, um, we restart there. Almost like uh, the Tartaria type of thing yes. too, where all those weird cathedrals and shit and everyone, that was supposed to be during the dark ages when everyone was like, oh, it was The dark awful. ages are a fucking psyop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey That's guys, it. So it's like 400 years that went by and we, just, we don't fucking know what happened. So right. Like, well, the dark ages. And people are just like, yep. Yeah. So JK, that's human vibration, correct? Because yes, I don't know. Yes. We, we were on those terms, but we, we were HP. talking about, so Ben said something about, uh, the world being fake and i said "Ooh, i think it might be like like just say someone wanted to do a fun little game and they made this earth and they like put dinosaur bones in the ground and they made all these props and made it a stage and made it a set and then stuck us there and they're like this is such an old world and we're like wow and that's where we're at and we had that conversation last when she was on last week we were talking about it just being a stage and that we're just here and everything we see it's all planned by something above us, up way above whoever we think is in power. The powers that be are so small; they're still a little. I think it's too. planned to a to an extent where there's like parameters, like kind of the simulation thing, where there's like a game. There are parameters you have to work within. Like I can't stick my head through a brick wall without some serious consequences. Well, you can learn. But it was my choice to stick though. my head through the brick wall. Well, that's why those like magical but, techniques of like yo, not yoga necessarily, but like they do it like the, in the karate and, intent, and like just yeah. the especially like the 
Chinese, Japanese cultures that have techniques of like putting your hand through something you can't, I feel like that's fucking magic. Like you can change something in your brain and you can break the game. That's yeah. my thought though. <laughs> well, I think it's like, uh, think about the Sims, the, the, the game that we, I used to play that a lot when I was younger. Yeah. If you can, cl- if you know how to put in the cheat code, you can get whatever the fuck you want out of the game. Yeah. But if you don't, like you've got to live within the rules and parameters in which the architect of the sim has created. So right now we have to live in these rules of gravity and, you know, you can't stick your hand through this table or this wall or or anything like that. But um, I, I think all of those rules can be broken. Your mind has to be strong enough to want to acknowledge that those rules can be broken and then to acknowledge that you can break them. And also to understand that the process to breaking it will be something you may have never thought of before, like something completely foreign to you. You will have to kind of learn and understand at the same time. And then those rules can be broken. And that's why most people can't do it. That kind of goes back to the the Mahatmas or the masters. You know, they seem to have found the cheat codes to the game and they can do all this weird shit like levitate or Or certain things. Yeah, they have the certain cheat codes. Like I remember I... I was gamer like i knew all the little codes <laughs> x z up down like, y yeah, b a c yeah i didn't play but, um, those sims but any game but i get it but if you think about the movie divergent and the movie the hunger games mm-hmm. so like in divergent like that's exactly what you were just talking about that like they created this fake world and they created a storyline and they threw people into it and said you know you're one of these factions you can only be one of these factions and, and all the time they were constantly being observed and then you think about the hunger games which is essentially really more analogous i think to what the world really is is that we're inside this simulation and they all throw us in there and really it's kind of this like kill or be killed and but they control it too they control it they create it they make the rules for it and then all the time they're actually like in in hunger games like if you have sponsors they're sending you gifts and totally. new traits yeah. and different things to do. So think about that like yourself. Like think about the synchronicities, you know, like I like to talk about sometimes that, like sometimes I think a form of time travel is synchronicity. So like your future self thinking about your present self right now and, and thinking in an encouraging way, like that could be you receiving a bunch of like numerical synchronicities today. And so like That's super cool is you of the future or the you in the the tesseract right now sending yourself stuff into this human experience through you know messages through synchronicity i don't know oh my god no they they should do a cross movie of uh hunger games in the matrix and like neo (laughs) neo's uh Katniss, you know, and they yeah, just send, right. her, send him stuff. We just watched We made our kids watch. I had my daughter read all of the Hunger Games, but we had his kiddos a lot younger. He's like nine. So we're like, you guys want to watch Hunger Games? We're going to make you watch this. It's awesome. But I love that Katniss breaks the rules, and it's she breaks them in a way that the the architects, basically, or the, the what do they even call them? I can't even remember. Uh, the people who create it. The game maker oh, or whatever. the people at the capital you know yeah if you've seen but that movie you know the what game we're talking maker about or whatever it's called yes. but they they don't understand and they weren't planning for it and that's what's gonna fuck our world up and it's nothing that's been thought of before not fuck it up i mean fuck it up in a good way like disruption in a 
right. the positive. Something that was like, whoa, we didn't even think this could happen. And she just messed with everybody who's watching. And now all of these people are going to hate us if we do what we want to do. So I love that her disruption oh, yeah. totally screwed up their um, their little everything like, but like that's like the butterfly yeah. effect of it all you know mm-hmm. another yeah, great and movie that's what i love about, like what what we're doing here you know that at the end of the day like i tell people all the time you can like love me or hate me and like talk shit about me on the internet i don't really give a fuck all i'm trying i'm not trying to argue with anyone i'm not trying to like sit and have this argument and change your mind i just want to crack your eggshell ever so slightly and yeah. so maybe one day, maybe that's a day from now, a month from now, a year from now, you go back and you see something and it reminds you of me and you think like, that crazy bitch was right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I said no to that now, but I see it because that eggshell was cracked. And, and then everything else that you learn in this existence, like, permeates that in some way. That's, That's pretty awesome. much what we're shooting for, That's too. That's super so motivational, perfect. too, because it's really demotivating just seeing my entire Facebook feed. I don't delete anyone because I'm an adult and I'm not like deleting people. <laughs> but I, I just look at my Facebook feed and I show Joe because he doesn't he's not from where I'm from. I'm from all liberal places like in my whole life. So I show him. I'm like, this is real. Like, look at this. Do you see this meme? Wow. This is a meme that that's been posted numerous times by friends, family. Like these people are having these real thoughts because I've heard him say, oh, most people aren't thinking like that. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like so many people are crazy right now, like in real life. Like they're crazy. Like these are people who are like, Visibly the crazy. people with the masks posting that I got my vaccine, I probably showed him like 19 pictures of that. And those are people I went to school with. And I was like, they're so proud. And I'm not, again, not mad or making fun. I'm just showing it's real. Oh, like, I'm it's... making fun of them. <laughs> I am. Maria is well, making fun so of you. It's just so crazy. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. We make fun of them on the show. We for do. Sure. We do make fun of them. But a it's lot. just like, why? But I like, that's what you're saying. not okay. Like, I'm just trying to bring it to light. Like, that's why Biden got elected. Because a lot of people are like, I can't believe he got elected. It was fake. I'm not saying it wasn't fake. There was a lot of fakeness with fucking everything that goes on in government. But there are so many fucking stupid people. So many more than we see in our community, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. our community is but <laughs> there's a lot of dumb people they're everywhere a lot of dumb people there's mm-hmm. so many dumb people and it's it's really More disheartening. Every day. it's exhausting but then at the same time like some people are like what do you why do you do this and you can't save everyone and, and like i i don't I, I i have to put this message out there because i know there's somebody out there that's listening that i think there are so many more people out there that that, that we give credit for that are like us that are just so scared or nervous you know and and they don't they're scared to be themselves and to be weird and and think alternatively and stuff like that for sure yeah and they don't have anyone in their corner right it's good though that's good like people like you people like everyone in this community who are doing these podcasts if people who are kind of on the fence or have a surrounding of people who are just telling them that masks are awesome and the vaccine's the way to go and that Bill Gates rules. That Those are the people who need us so bad. <laughs> if they have even one little question, they need to listen to all these shows. <laughs> Anybody's show. Exactly. Don't listen to us. Listen to everyone yeah, else. Yeah, no, the shows that we listen to. <laughs> Acquire right. as much information as possible. And For sure. Your own, your own decision on what you think is real. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. Trying. Very well said. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you go. You. Stick Sorry. around. Stick around after we're done, and we'll uh, say some proper goodbyes for, with you.
Okay, cool. Right. Thank you. Yeah, thank no you. No problem. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us, everyone in the chats, uh, everybody listening on the audio feed, and we will catch you guys next next week. Next Actually, week? in a couple days. Yeah. Sunday. Right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.